Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Musser, and I've had the joy of being on staff with CMDA for the last three years. I am the CMDA Dental Residency Plus Liaison and predominantly support and develop Missional Dental Residency Plus programs around the globe. There is deep meaning in this work as these programs provide training opportunities for dental professionals who have a heart to serve the Lord sacrificially and work among under-resourced and marginalized populations. There are no other dental residency programs equipping dental disciples for service. PLUS program creates a space and a community for Christ-centered dentists to train and experience a world beyond themselves. Those who the world devalues, ignores, and humiliates are being treated with dignity, compassion, and high-quality dentistry. The unimaginable love of Christ is advancing throughout the world because dentists are choosing to love as Christ loved, preaching the gospel and healing the sick. This is why I believe CMDA matters and why we are asking friends like you to consider a special gift during CMDA's year-end giving campaign. Thank you and God bless. Hi, this is Dr. Mike Chupp, and you are listening to CMDA Matters, the weekly podcast of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. It's always so remarkable to me when we see how God works things out through His infinite wisdom, especially things that we didn't plan ourselves. In our podcast production planning for this year, one of our goals was that we wanted to highlight Christians in healthcare who are both bold and courageous in their work to bring the hope and healing of Christ to the world. Well, we certainly never imagined that courage would become such a predominant theme through so many of our interviews this year. Professor Robbie George's statement earlier this year that courage is contagious certainly became contagious for us here at CMDA. And we've seen that reflected over and over again through our guests on the podcast this year. That's why it's so fitting that our final cameo of courage for this calendar year features someone who has persevered as well as enduring public ridicule to boldly stand for Christ in the face of grave consequences. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might just remember that Dr. Pivey Rossinen, who joined us for an interview back in May 2022, she shared about her experience in her home country of Finland, where she has been facing criminal charges just for speaking biblical truth in the public square in a legal case that many have called the Bible Tweet. There's been a new development in her case, and I'm thankful that she took the time to join us again this December to tell us all about it. So keep listening, and you'll hear more of this cameo of courage with Dr. Pivey Rossinen. Well, today on CMDA Matters, I've invited Dr. Jeff Barrows, who's our Senior Vice President of Bioethics and Public Policy, to join me because we have a, a repeat guest. We don't have that very often, Dr. Barrows. No, we don't. But they have to be very special. Very special and sometimes international leaders, almost maybe a Christian celebrity, uh, you could say, at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, certainly. 
We have back with us Dr. Pivey Rossinen, uh, who's a physician, a medical doctor, and uh, a part of the Finnish parliament for nearly 30 years now. She has been chair in the past of the Christian Democratic Party from 2004 to 2015. And actually from June 2011 to May 2015, she was Minister of the Interior of Finland. Uh, She lives in uh, Rinomaki, Finland, with her husband, and they have five grown-up children and 10 grandchildren at least. This might be old information. There might be more, uh, Dr. Rossinen. Yes, it says there are now 11. 11. Okay, very good. (laughs) Yes. Well, welcome back to the program, Dr. Rossinen. It's such a pleasure to have you with us on CMD Matters. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, Dr. Rosanen, even though you graciously allowed us to interview you on CMD Matters back in May of 2022 after a, a district court victory there in Finland, many of our listeners will likely benefit from uh, having you go through and be reminded of the initial events that happened there in Finland that led to the legal travails that you've endured after you made a a fateful tweet criticizing your church's involvement in a pride parade. I guess it was in June of 2019. Yes, this has been a long process indeed, four and a half years now. And at that time, when the Evangelical Lutheran Church, which is our main church, uh, we could call state church in Finland, about 70% of people belong to that church. When its leadership announced its support to Helsinki Pride event, it was a disappointment and even a shock to me and many. There were many people, uh, many of my friends who left the church then. And in fact, I was also praying. I was on my knees on, on our summer cottage, praying that what should I do now? Is it now the time to leave this church and find some else? But uh, I got a very clear vision in prayer that the church, it is like a boat that is sinking and the people are sleeping there. And uh, it is not my time to leave the church and to save myself, but to try to speak so loudly to shout that the people who are sleeping would wake up. Mm. Because I was worried that when the leadership of the church is uh, teaching something against what Bible teaches, it would undermine people's trust on the Bible. And then it is not anymore about gender or marriage or such issues, but it is also an issue about salvation that mm-hmm. people can trust on Bible, what, what it teaches, that it is God's word. <laughs> and then I had the Bible open and I took a photo from the book of Romans from its first chapter, verses 24 to 27, where Apostle Paul teaches about uh, same-sex couples. And then I uh, wrote a Twitter update which was targeted to the leadership of my church and asked, how does this fit to what you have stated? Because you are celebrating something as a pride, what Bible calls as sin and shame. After that, there 
began a discussion and debate in, in our society and inside the church. And some citizens made a criminal complaint about this and police started to investigate that Twitter update. And when it came into public, then there became more and more other criminal complaints about my writings, about the booklet that I had written already 20 years ago, male and female, he created them. And then there was a radio discussion. And uh, the prosecutor general ordered the police to continue the investigations, even though the police said that he didn't find any crime in my writings. Mm. So then I was uh, interrogated in the police station about 13 hours. Police was asking me about biblical issues. I had the Bible on the table and he was asking that, uh, what is the message of the book of Romans? What is the message of its first chapter? What do you mean by the word of sin and so on? Uh, very theological, biblical issues. There was a joke in social media that Päivi Rasanen is once again going to have a Bible study on the police station. Mm -hmm. But I want to say that it was a very absurd, very unreal situation because just a few years ago, I had been a minister of interior in charge of the police. And then I was sitting there interrogated about my my conviction, my my faith. But then the prosecutor general decided to file up the charges. And last year we had the Helsinki District Court and I got acquittals from there. And then this year on, on the beginning of September, we had uh, the Helsinki Court of Appellate because the prosecutor appealed <laughs> there and I, I got acquittal from there also. And now I'm waiting what the prosecutor is going to do. So this is shortly yes. <laughs> the whole process. Well, thank you, Pivey, for giving our listeners that summary and updating what got all of this started. So you found yourself a physician. And, you know, so many go into medicine because of the respect that comes for those who do healthcare, physicians like yourself. And just are not used to being put in front of the public in any sort of embarrassing place. And you were charged with hate speech. And if I remember correctly, war crimes sorts of accusations being made because you spoke out on the Bible stance on homosexuality, holding your own church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland, to its own standards. Has anything ever happened like this before in Finland or maybe even expand it to Europe, especially with a public servant like yourself? In Finland, this is the first time in our history that that has happened something like that. In our media, in our secular mainstream media, this was called the Bible trial. The Bible is on the trial. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the first time that uh, there is a criminal court about biblical views, word views and, and convictions about, about faith. In fact, there has not been a similar case exact similar case in, in other European countries. We have the law about agitation against minorities. This was the law that I was accused about. And in other European countries, they have very similar laws. And in our law, it really, it is in a very serious section of our legislation about war crimes and crimes against humanity. So it can... Uh, bring two years jail 
or a heavy fine. And my understanding from your ADF attorney, I was watching a video, he, he was interviewed recently, that the laws are written in such a vague way that almost any prosecutor in most of our Western countries could do something like this because of the, the vagueness of the laws to protect uh, against discrimination against uh, the LGBTQ lobby. Yes, they are vague, I have to admit, because if we think an ordinary citizen, it is for him or her, it is so difficult to know what is legal and what is illegal. <laughs> because our high authorities in Finnish society have had so opposite opinions about this issue. The police didn't find any crime in my, my booklet and, and my writings, but then the prosecutor general, she is very convinced that <laughs> there is a crime. It is a hate crime. And now there have been six judges in these courts who didn't find any crime. So this is really vague that, uh, in, in fact, in our law, we do not have such word as hate speech. We have the agitation against minorities. And I'm accused of uh, defaming mm -hmm. or insulting sexual minorities. Mm -hmm. And I have um, defended myself that uh, I have never intended, I have never uh, did it, <laughs> because uh, what I have written, it is what God speaks in the Bible. And it is, God is love. It is not hate speech. It is, it is speech of love, <laughs> love to neighbor. And when we speak about sin, it is something between God and man. We are on the same line. We are all sinners. We are all equal of our value created as the image of God, but we are all sinners. I have said it many times in, in front of the court. And uh, we all need the grace of uh, God. Amen. We all need <laughs> that our sins would be forgiven. <laughs> You're talking much theology, Pivey, and uh, you alluded in the uh, first uh, court case that you were uh, accused of conducting Bible studies, so no doubt there was much theological discussion. I'm a little curious as as to what theological issues were brought up by the prosecutor. And then secondly, uh, you've had the rare experience of being on trial for the Bible. And what is it like as a Christian to, <laughs> not just once now, but twice, what's it like to, to experience that, uh, especially as a public official? Yes, uh, at first I have to say that it, it felt unreal and absurd that it could happen in Finland. I could never imagine before that something like that could happen in Finland because we have very strong Christian roots in our society. Uh, we are known from the rule of law and freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Mm. And then it is like in North Korea or in, in some totalitarian country, mm -hmm. <laughs> what happens in our country. So it was so absurd. And... Um, the prosecutor general, her main argument was that if you speak about sin in the context of homosexual acts, you condemn the person herself or himself. 
and she said that it is impossible to make a division between people's identity and value and their acts. Mm. So if you condemn the act, you also condemn the people himself or herself and keep him inferior to other people. And she also claimed that my doctrine, my theological doctrine is known as hate the sin, but love the sinner. And she said that this doctrine in itself is insulting. It is insulting against people if you speak about sin. And I think that she targeted the core doctrine of the Bible because I told in the, in the court that we all are equal. We all are created as the image of God, but we all are also sinners. And it is God who says what is sin and what is not sin. <laughs> and also we all need Jesus. We all need the salvation that he has earned <laughs> to us dying on the cross for us. There were very theological discussions and in fact, the judge in the court, he said that these are issues that do not belong to the secular court, <laughs> that the court is not able to decide that what is the right interpretation about the Bible. <laughs> it, is, it is not mm. the issue of the court. But you asked that, how, how did it feel? When I was young and I read from the Bible about these situations when you <laughs> you have to go in front of the go court. I could never mm. imagine that it could happen, <laughs> that I, I could experience something, something like that. But I, I think that we are living in a time that this kind of word, what Jesus was warning, it can happen also in, in Finnish society and in this era. Well, fortunately, the second ruling was also in your favor, acquitting you of all charges of hate speech. So my question now, not being familiar with the court system in Finland, uh, is this the end for you or is there a possibility that this will be appealed? Is there a higher court that the prosecutor can appeal this case to as well? Yes, the prosecutor has 60 days time to apply to the Supreme Court. And uh, she has said in public that she, she thinks that it would be good to appeal to the Supreme Court. Mm. But she is not alone to decide it. The threshold to get the appeal to the Supreme Court is, is quite high. Only 6% six, six of these cases are accepted. Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> well, as, yes. as you're waiting, uh, we in the U.S., we at CMDA U.S., we are going to be praying with you that uh, even if it's appealed, maybe out of uh, human pride on the part of the prosecutor, uh, that the Supreme Court will, will refuse to hear this because of the likelihood uh, that it would fail. So four and a half years, this has been a struggle. I mean, the, the persecution has been the process, I guess, for you and your family, for your husband. I wanted to ask first, has there been a, has there been a time in the last four and a half years when in the quiet, in your heart, and your thoughts, you thought 
Pivey, this is just not worth it for you and your family. Was there a point when you were ready to say, I'm done with this, no more, and you do whatever it takes to get out from underneath the spotlight? Was there a time like that? So I, I have to say that I'm very grateful to God that he has given me a very strong calling <laughs> to go on and to continue this process. And I have felt that this has been my duty, my calling, but also in some way, privilege to defend in our society, freedom of speech, freedom of faith. And also it has given a lot of chances to testify about Jesus in front of court, in, in police station, in our media. We have had many live broadcasts from, from my, my press conferences to Finnish homes. So I have felt that God has um, so much encouraged me during these years. And he has shown that he gives me so many, many, many possibilities to, to tell about Jesus and about gospel, what is the core message of the Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, of course, there have been some dark moments. There have been some difficult moments, but from the beginning, I had so strong calling to do this, that it has carried me. How important that is when you are going through a difficulty to know that the Lord is not only with you in the midst of that, but has called you into it. So that is mm. so critical to know that ahead mm. of time. And Ivy, I know that we asked you this on our previous interview back in June of 2022, but I want to ask it again as a healthcare professional what challenge would you give to our Christian healthcare professionals here in America after what you've been through? And actually, it sounds like what you may continue to experience there in Finland. First, I, I have to congratulate you in in United States that you have your first amendment and, and very strong basis for freedom of speech and freedom of faith. And I want to strongly to encourage you to use these freedoms because the more we are silent about these controversial issues of today, about gender issues, uh, pro-life issues, abortion, euthanasia, and th these kinds of issues, the narrower becomes the space for these freedoms, for the freedom of speech. So I, I think that now it is a time to use these freedoms and openly also to express your faith and learn about what the Bible teaches about mm. these issues. So I think that this is what I have experienced. And, and I'm so happy to tell that I have experienced that God keeps his promises. So he has promised to be with us every day. And I have got so much joy during these days that I'm grateful for him. Well, Dr. Rossin, your, your trial, I just wonder, just a couple of weeks ago, I was with the chief executive officer of the International Christian Medical and Dental Association, Dr. Peter Saunders, and he happens to double as the regional director for Europe for ICMDA, and he shared with me something, not in relationship, we didn't talk about you at all, but he just mentioned to me that it's amazing the growth 
of the Christian Medical Association of Finland is one of the fastest growing movements among Christian physicians in Europe. So this has been going on for four and a half years for you, and I just wonder if your example hasn't been part of the spark Mm -hmm. that has caused the growth of that, of your own association there of Christians in healthcare. I believe it's had some impact. Yes, I I, I don't know, but but I, I, I have to say that the international interest in this case has been also a surprise to me because I never tried <laughs> to tell about this in English, for example. But I have got thousands and thousands of messages from people all around the world who tell that they are praying for Finland. And I, I think that if God raises up people to pray, he has some something good in, in his plans to Finland. <laughs> so I, I, I'm waiting what, what is happening. And I have to say that in just in, in, in past years, we have got a lot of young people. When, when I go to events for young people, the rooms are full. People are not allowed, they are not able to sit. They have to stand there or sit on the floor. So there are huge amounts of young people coming to these Christian events. So I believe that God is doing something good in in our country. Praise God. Well, (laughs) one of our themes this year, courage is contagious. Your courage uh, is contagious. And so thank you for being courageous. Our desire at CMDA US is that we will come alongside Christians in healthcare just like you and help them to be courageous until the end. You have been a poster professional for us internationally, so thank you for being faithful. And uh, Dr. Bears, would you pray for Dr. Uh, Rossinen and uh, for the, her future and thank God for her? I would be honored. I, d- I also want to just say you remind me, Pivey, of Proverbs 27 where it says the righteous are as fierce as lions, and you are a lioness there in Finland. So uh, let's, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father God, I thank you first and foremost for how you have enabled and equipped Dr. Rasanan to undergo this trial, uh, literal trial, uh, there in Finland, and how you have used it already for your glory and for your honor. And as we've learned today, there is a possibility for an appeal to the Supreme Court of Finland And Father God, we just asked for your will to be done. If, in fact, you want this to go to the Supreme Court, I would pray that you would continue to equip Pivey in in her ability to stand firm and and have the the courage of a lioness uh, as this will no doubt increase uh, the the, uh, reality and the promotion of this around the world. So... Use this for your glory and for your honor and and impact the people of Finland. And thank you for the way that this has already impacted the Christian Medical Dental Association of Finland. So we ask all of this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Rossin, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Yes, it, it was a pleasure for me. Have you encountered a difficult patient care decision at your hospital? Do you have a question about how to maintain Hippocratic traditions within your work as a healthcare professional? We know our members are looking for resources on today's top bioethical issues, 
and we're here to help. CMDA's Ethics Hotline is an on-call program assisting members who are facing these difficult patient care decisions or questions. The hotline is provided by a panel of Christian ethicists who also formulate CMDA's ethical position statements that are based on scientific, moral, and biblical principles. You can reach the hotline by calling 423-844-1000 or by visiting cmda.org ethics. Thank you, Jamie. You know, folks, I personally know several of these bioethicists, and though they have many letters after their names, many credentials, they are kind and caring people. So I want to encourage you to reach out. If you have challenges in your work with specific ethics issues in your treatment of patients, you know, Pybe's personal story of courage while facing the full weight of the government, including police interrogation in Finland, It just simply inspires me, and I hope it is inspiring to you as well. If you're interested in hearing more from Dr. Rossinen, we've included a link in our show notes today from her first interview on CMDA Matters last year so that you can easily click to listen and hear that first encounter we had with her. Talking with Dr. Rossinen again reminded both Jeff Barrows and myself about the importance of protecting conscience freedoms for healthcare professionals so that we don't find ourselves facing the same charges that Dr. Rossinen faced in her own country of Finland. And that's why one of our major areas of focus here at CMDA within our advocacy department is protecting your conscience freedoms in healthcare. We join in cases on the federal level and on the state level and We also engage in state legislative efforts to secure these protections in individual states. Our advocacy team is working with coalitions on the ground in states like Nebraska, Florida, Kentucky, Montana, and several others in order to introduce the Medical Ethics and Diversity Act that would protect conscience freedoms for healthcare professionals in those states. One of the ways you can get involved is through CMDA's Advocacy Department, which focuses on advocating for your rights when it comes to issues like assisted suicide or abortion, transgenderism, and many others. Through a network of volunteers and other like-minded organizations, we have boots on the ground all across the country to fight against the legislative and the cultural changes facing Christians in healthcare today. We do need your help, friends, in order to promote our Christian worldview in all of our 50 states. If you'd like to get involved, please contact CMDA's advocacy team by using the email address advocacy at cmda.org. Have you heard about freedomtocare.org? It is the hub for CMDA's advocacy work. There you will find resources, ways to get involved, information about active federal bills that we are tracking, and much more. Freedom to Care is focused on educating, encouraging, and equipping citizens to advocate our First Amendment freedoms. Plus, we enable healthcare professionals to uphold life-honoring principles found within traditional Hippocratic medical ethics. For more information, visit freedomtocare.org. That's freedom, the number two, care.org. 
Well, in the past, Freedom to Care mainly focused on federal issues, but Dr. Barrows and his team have expanded our resources on that site to also deal with state issues. So check out that website today. CMDA is increasingly called on by the national media to give perspectives on topics just like abortion or transgender, assisted suicide, and more. From congressional testimony to network television, God has been opening doors for us at CMDA to amplify the voice of Christian healthcare professionals on the critical life issues of our day. If you're interested, I encourage you to attend our annual Voice of CMDA Media Training, which will be August 9th and 10th, 2024. This two-day training is designed to teach you how to use the media as an educational tool and to sharpen skills as a CMDA media representative. Plus, we'll explore how advocacy and media, they work hand in hand together and how to prepare to use your media skills to testify in your own state legislature. Participation is limited to only 12 attendees so that we can provide one-on-one training. So just visit cmda.org slash events now to reserve your space. As a result of a partnership between CMDA and Alliance Defending Freedom, we are now offering free legal consultations for CMDA members who may be experiencing conscience freedom issues in the workplace. Exclusively available to CMDA members, this program is designed to serve members who feel they are being discriminated against in the workplace due to their firmly held moral and religious beliefs. If you feel your conscience freedoms are at risk, please visit cmda.org legal to learn more about how we can help. Well, God willing, I'll be back next Thursday for our special Christmas episode of CMDA Matters. We've cooked up something special for you listeners, some special stories from some special champions as Christmas weekend approaches. As always, if you want to suggest a future guest for the podcast, you can just email us your suggestion at cmdamatters at cmda.org. And if you like our podcast as we come to the close of 2023, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share us, not only with your friends, but also on your favorite social media platform. Well, our guest today, Dr. Pivey Rossinen, is a wonderful reminder of the challenge that Solomon gave us in Proverbs 24, verses 10 through 12, in which Solomon told us that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I hope you'll agree with me that Pivey's strength is not small. And then Solomon says, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Well, our work at CMDA and our vision, as I try to remind you each week, is to bring the hope and healing of Christ to our world through healthcare professionals who follow Christ the King. That's what matters to CMDA, friends, and CMDA 
matters. We'll see you next week, God willing. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.